Welcome to Total Retail Talks, your podcast channel for retail knowledge. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Total Retail Talks. I'm Joe Keenan, the Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail. I'm joined on today's episode by Tom Nolan, the CEO of Kendra Scott. Tom and I are going to be discussing the recently completed holiday shopping season and Kendra Scott's plans as well for the new year. Um, so I want to take the opportunity to thank Tom for joining us today. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, Joe, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So I think most in the audience are probably pretty familiar with the Kendra Scott brand, but for those that might not yet be, do you want to just give us a quick overview? Yeah, sure. So Kendra started, we're on our 20th anniversary this year, which is hard to believe. Uh, but Kendra started the business 20 years ago in 2002 out of a spare bedroom of her house with $500 uh, as a single mom. And she has really become what, what I believe is a, one of the great American success stories in business. She saw a lot of white space at the time in 2002, 20 years ago, when shopping for jewelry. And she liked nice things like most people do and natural gemstones, but didn't have the money to afford it. And at the time, you know, the jewelry experience was a, was a bit of a scary one. You'd walk into a store and things were under case and people were wearing white gloves. And a lot of times it was judgmental and everything was really expensive. So uh, she saw white space out there to create something that was really beautiful, made of natural gemstones that uh, more people could afford. And she started by taking, uh, learning how to make jewelry, um, made it in that spare bedroom of her house and went around door to door here in Austin, Texas, with uh, Cade, her oldest son, in a baby Bjorn, selling selling the product, and now today, twenty years later, we've got a hundred and thirty retail stores, and um, company's been valued at more than a billion dollars, and you know it's 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 been really remarkable. And she's she built this on the foundations of family, fashion, and philanthropy, and has held true to those things uh, since day one, and really proud to be here and a part of this story. Yeah, that's a it's a great story, and and like you noted, and just the the growth of the brand. Um, you you just mentioned you're proud to be there. Um, tell us a little bit. I think it would be good for the audience to just know a little bit about you, Tom. Tell us about your kind of professional journey and and how and you you know you ended up at uh, at Kendra Scott. Sure, sure. Well, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Joe, I, I couldn't I didn't have the grades to get into Iona, so I, I started <laughs> my career at uh, at Fordham uh, there in New York. And uh, when I got out of school, I, I just kind of tripped into the publishing industry. And so I spent the earlier part of my, my, uh, my career in the publishing industry in New York City and ultimately wound up working at Condé Nast as a, as a publisher for Golf World Magazine. And, uh, and I was really loving my career there and enjoyed it. And it was a really great time to be in that business. And got to watch, you know, Cy Newhouse, who was my boss, you know, work for him um, as a founder in that business. And then left there to go work at Ralph Lauren. And uh, while I was at Ralph, I ran their golf and tennis business and was there for several years. And again, loved, loved my time there. I got a lot of time spending, getting to know and working forward with Ralph and Roger Farah and others who I really admire. Left Ralph and uh, started my own holding company with a private equity partner called Prospect Brands. And we owned a, we would buy distressed assets, mostly in the apparel space, um, flip them around and turn them around and uh, we owned a couple of apparel brands there. One was Guide, one was Duckhead, uh, another one was Crittenton. Did that for a while, uh, exited that business. And while I was there, I got a call about joining the board of this jewelry company in Austin, Texas called Kendra Scott that I'd never heard of. And uh, so almost nine years ago, I, I joined Kendra's board. Um, and then two years after that, joined the company as an operator and I've been here since. Yeah, that's great. And uh, kind of 
appreciate you giving us the the background there, kind of your diverse career that you've had and uh, some of the the uh, brands and projects you've worked on. So I think that helps. So uh, we're recording this, you know, the week before Christmas. Um, mm -hmm. And this episode is going to publish right after the new year. So maybe we could start by having you talk a little bit about um, what you've done at Kendra Scott this holiday season to differentiate the brand um, from others in the market. Uh, there's obviously a lot of competition and a lot of uh, challenges in terms of trying to, to gain market share. Tell us a little bit about what you've done this uh, holiday season at Kendra Scott. Yeah. So, I mean, Joe, th this holiday season really wasn't a lot different than past holiday seasons. And we've had a knack of really creating connections with our customers. And we, you know, we have a saying around here that the customer's our boss, you know, she signs our paychecks and that's who we work for ultimately. So we keep, we are, we are customer obsessed to say the least, but I would say, you know, and, and because of that, we really, we have always focused on experience. Um, and I'd say this year, if there's anything we did slightly different, it was just we just kind of refocused on that. You've seen in the marketplace, uh, you know, people are trading, trading into experience. Luckily, we've we've been there all along. We always talk about making customer connections. So we've really doubled down and refocused our strategy on both events and experiences. And those start with our 130 retail stores, as I mentioned. At the end of this year, we'll do almost 15,000 events in those 130 stores, every single one of them centered around philanthropy. Um, so that's kind of where we focused. Um, we're going to continue to work on capitalizing this, changing our hours of operation to with lifestyle centers to really be where their customer is. And we do a lot of fun things uh, that our customers love. We hand out champagne. There's always DJs playing music. There's yellow Santas running around. Um, a lot of times people's favorite characters, whether it's a Disney princess or et cetera, that pops up. And um, we really, we really try to sustain experience, not just through the holiday season, but every, every day of the year. And, and it served us really well. And we've had a great, great holiday season so far, I think, as a result of that. Yeah, that's a, uh, interesting as you talk about events and experience and how that then naturally factors into what you're doing within your physical retail locations at Kendra Scott. Um, how does that play into the rest of the, you know, kind of that whole ecosystem of the customer journey? Because you know, you're, you're engaging with consumers in all these different channels, online, social, you know, email, all these different places that you're con connecting with customers. How does the in-store experience factor into that uh, kind of holistically? And then a little bit maybe into what you think about stores as you move into 2023 and how that could be a, a, a growing piece of the brand as well. Yeah. So I think the stores, and it's, it's interesting, I'll just take you back. It, it kind of goes back to how our business started. I mean, like most brands, we started as a wholesale business um, and wholesale still remains a really important part of who we are and what we're about. And we have amazing wholesale partners that help create the brand for us, you know, from Dillard's to Nordstrom to Von Maher to Macy's, Bloomingdale's, Neiman Marcus. And uh, Kendra really kind of doubled down on this customer experience in retail in the last recession in 2008, when a lot of the wholesale partners were, were, you know, on the specialty side of things, at least going out of business and she didn't have control of the business. So she kind of put all her chips on the table and said, you know, I want to control the experience. We're going to open our first retail store, which we did um, almost 12 years ago now. So retail has always, always been at the forefront. I, I, I think that they are, they are the, they have always been, not just because of COVID and what's happened the last couple of years where retail becoming more prevalent, but it's always been the tip of the spear for us. I mean, it is a, the only way that we can really touch and see our customers on a, on a daily basis. In fact, when we opened up our first store, our first headquarters, we 
we put a store below it, right? So and we wanted, Kendra really wanted everybody to walk through the store every day to see how that customer was experiencing what they liked, more importantly, what they didn't like. And that's held true for the last, you know, decade since we've had stores open. And in the beginning, I would also say that at a necessity, we opened up in secondary and tertiary cities, which happened to be really important to us at the time because we didn't have a lot of competition, but also because we couldn't afford to go to places like New York or Los Angeles or Miami, Chicago. Um, and we really became a center point of the community. We brained um, ourselves in people's lives and we got to know who the influencers were in the cities and the teachers and the school teachers and the police officers and the lawyers. And, the, and so, and we did that through events, right? If somebody was ever sick or needed help, we would do an event in a store in a local community to help them. Um, and it's been at the forefront of kind of what we've done from the very beginning. And like I said, at the end of this year, we'll do, you know, approaching 20,000 events, which is remarkable. Yeah. And that's going to always be important to us. And I think a lot of retailers don't take the time to do that because it's outside of what they're used to. And it's, it's really made a big difference. So to your question on, on, on retail, we opened uh, 11 stores in 21. We opened 16 this year. Our plan for 23 is to continue to, to open stores. We've got six confirmed right now. And it might be more than that if we can find the right locations. But we've been bullish on retail from the beginning. And I continue to be because it's a great way to interact with our customers. And then it drives the other omni-channel parts of our business, like wholesale and ultimately e-commerce as well. Yeah. And those events and experiences, and I'm, we're going to get into this in a minute in terms of the um, the people that are that are putting these events on and, and, and kind of the uh, that thinking about labor as uh, in your stores. Yeah. But first, I want to talk about the the Kendra Scott customer um, and the behavior that you're seeing, you know, as we wrap this holiday season, we think about 2023. Tell us a little bit about the Kendra Scott customer, if there's a typical profile or that you're you're targeting or um and then the behaviors that you're seeing, and do you think what we're seeing now and, you know, at the end of 2022 kind of just continues on, translates into 2023? Do you think there's concerns in your consumer base about recession and, you know, all the things that, you know, are out there in the market that we're hearing? Um, just kind of give us an idea of what you're seeing and hearing from your customers. Yeah, so I'll start with uh, the question on who our customer is. And it's a difficult one to answer, Joe, because... I just, I, I, I look at things through, I try to always look at it through the customer's eyes and then through my own eyes and how I live uh, life and how I'm a customer. But I've got, um, I've got two daughters, one's 14, one's 18. Um, they have a mom, I have a mom, I have sisters and she's, our customers, every one of them, right? And which is great because, and also unique because a lot of times you don't see a 14 year old, a 45 year old and an 80 year old wearing the same thing and not looking silly. But we do that, and I think it's remarkable that our brand is able to really transcend age in that in that way. Our customers are really passionate about it all across the board um, at every one of those uh, journeys in their life. So it makes marketing challenging because we have to really be mindful and thoughtful about talking to each customer at a specific point in their life. And people consume media and brands very differently when you're 14 versus 45 versus 80. So, uh, and men are a big part of our customer base as well. I mean, 20% of our customers are men. So we, we did a campaign actually this year for the first time targeting men from a gift giving perspective as well as buying for themselves. Um, so it's, it's across the board. I'm really thankful for that. Um, yeah. I would say the commonality amongst our customer base is they have a really high value proposition. They, they appreciate nice things, but, and, but want to get value out of that. Um, 
I think that they also, like most customers these days, as you've seen, really appreciate connection with the brand and they want to be buying something that's more than just a transactional thing. They want to feel like they're part of something bigger. And I think our roots in philanthropy really allow that to happen. Um, so that, and that fits across, across uh, different ages. On what we've seen this year, you know, behavior, I mean, we have seen a, a traffic is way up, way up in retail, uh, way up in our website. Um, it's a testament to, I think, the resiliency of the consumer in general, um, but also a testament to our great marketing team and what we do and the connection we have with our customers. So we've seen really tremendous increases across every category, whether it's fine jewelry to demi-fine jewelry to fashion to our men's line um, here. And again, I think people are going out shopping um, a little bit later than they did last year, but they're out there in droves and it's continued even up until last week and and today so far when I've seen it. So I anticipate that continuing through the rest of this holiday season and ultimately the rest of 2022. I do think there's a lot of headwinds for 23. Um, again, I look at my own life and how I'm thinking about things. I mean, uh, there's a lot of macroeconomic challenges out there. There's not a, not a lot of good indicators, whether it's inflation or unemployment or what's going on geopolitically over um, in, in the Ukraine. Um, so I, I think I think there's some real concerns, and I think anybody that does what 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 I do for a living is probably thinking about that, and making sure that their business and their people are prepared for for things continuing to be challenging next year. And if it's not, then great. And if it is, and they're prepared, that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I've been thinking about it. But I would imagine consumer behavior may shift a little bit in 23 as the as the economy doesn't you know keeps puttering along. Yeah, one thing I think. Uh... Is interesting and, and commendable from the Kendra Scott perspective is, you know, even this holiday season, we hear, you know, a lot of talk about labor shortages. You guys hired 700 plus seasonal workers. So tell us a little bit about kind of one, the strategy around investing in new employees. And, and second, what does that bolstered workforce enable the business to accomplish? Some of those events that you talked about, just that, that uptick in traffic that you're seeing. So having those people in store and I guess that's, you know, maybe it's not only just store employees, maybe it's warehouse and other areas of the business. Talk about the uh, the hiring there at the end of the year, seasonal, as well as uh, what they, that staff is able to help you accomplish. Yeah, I mean, well, look, you, you wrote about it when you talked about the new loyalty uh, is currency, you know, new loyalty programs is our currency, right? I mean, customer experience is critical. I think in that piece you mentioned, I think 80% 80, 80 of people um, that have bad experiences with brands uh, wind, up, wind up leaving. I mean, the, the, the only thing that matters ultimately at the end of the day to me, as I think about our company, is our people, right? Um, and the lowest common denominator often can have the highest impact on somebody. So we are very, very protective about people. We are really protective, hyper-protective about culture. It's the only thing that matters. In fact, when people come interview here, I say, look, you're not interviewing at Kendra Scott, you're interviewing with the people here. Like you work for people, you don't work for brands. So we put a, a tremendous emphasis on training, hiring the right kind of people, because we know that that is at the very forefront of what a customer's perception of our brand is going to be, right? And we have to, ex we have to expect that somebody, everybody that walks onto our into one of our stores or onto our website or even into one of our wholesale partners, I would expect that it's the first time they've ever experienced a brand. And if we make that experience a fun one and a happy one and one that they're going to remember forever, they're going to come back. So to the point you mentioned, we hired, we hired more than 700 people this, this season. Um, we were really disciplined and diligent about it. We started really early. We have a great HR team that get out in front of it. We have great 
store managers that operate as the CEOs of their stores that find people in their local communities that are going to represent the brand the right way. Um, and they did. Uh, and it's and it has worked uh, in a lot of cases. You know, we hire people on an ongoing basis seasonally, whether it's somebody in college that comes back to visit home during the holidays or uh, et cetera. So it's 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 really it is important for us. Um, and especially this time of year, I mean, if you've been out shopping, it is there's a lot of people out there. Right. And most most stores are, are a lot of stores are busy and most people don't look very happy in those stores, whether it's the associate or the person shopping, because it's a bit of a grind. Our people look happy, right? And we make it a fun time. Uh, and we want the customer to be happy. And it starts with our employees being happy and rewarded and fulfilled. So it's a it's a priority for us, whether it's our whether it's our retail stores or our distribution center in both of those places, we we put a disproportionate amount of time and effort on making sure we get it right so that the customer has a great time. Yeah, and I can attest to that traffic as well because yeah, I mean, it was out this weekend, and it was you know one, it's encouraging to see. Um, but to your point, you you know, you want that consumer when they walk into the store, if you're the shopper, to have you know a smiling face and and, and a pleasant interaction with your staff, and uh, and you're helping to set that up at Kendra Scott. And I'll tell you, I'll just tell you on that point, as much as hard as you try, you don't always get it right. Like you're going to let people down occasionally. Um, and I talk to our customer service team a lot. Like, unfortunately, people don't usually call customer service to tell them what a great job they're doing, right? They call it a complaint about something. And we spend a lot of time on that. And in fact, like, I'll, I will call customers when they have complaints, whenever they have complaints, truly, that I hear about it, because I want to know what we, did, what we didn't get right, so we get it right the next time. And I think that that, that kind of cultural focus on owning mistakes and challenges, I think also pays a really high dividend as well. Yeah. And I think if you acknowledge your mistake and work to correct it, or um, you can win a customer for life too, right? That can be, you know, you can, you can really solidify that relationship. Yep. So one of the things that I did want to talk about as we move into the beginning of the new year, um, growth opportunities. And one thing you, you mentioned was uh, men and how they kind of fit into the brand. It, it, you know, do you, can you talk a little bit about maybe that's something that you you lean into more, um, trying to to target that that male audience in in twenty twenty three. Maybe there's other things you have on the roadmap. Can you talk a little bit about opportunities for twenty twenty three? Yeah, sure. So, like as I mentioned, men today represent about twenty percent of our customer base. I think traditionally. I mean, Kendra Scott is an amazing gift giving uh, destination. And again, as a, as, a, as a man that buys jewelry for women in his life, it's a great place that I know I can go in and get really high quality product um, that someone's going to be really happy about and not break the bank either. Right. And I think, you know, traditionally where I had shopped in the past, I was going in and, be, and maybe I could get one thing, right. Because it's high quality, but also high, high price here. Um, at, at KS, you can get, I can get, I can get my daughter something, I could get their mom something, I could get my mother something, I could get my sister so, and, and, and leave and everybody's really happy and I haven't spent, you know, all of my discretionary income on, on that one brand. So, number one, it's a really great and has always been a great gift giving destination for men. Um, we looked at that strategically to your question and said, you know, while men are in here shopping, you know, is there, is there other things that we could, we could capture them with? Kendra has three boys. Uh, and we launched Scott Brothers. Obviously, the, the brothers, their last name is Scott. Uh, that's how that came. So we took 20 years of experience. We had designing women's jewelry and applied all of that learning to a new category for focusing on the same kind of things. 
on quality, on natural gemstones, elevated details, as well as wearability. Um, and men have been in our stores the whole time. And now we gave them something to buy for themselves. And, you know, we spent a lot of time here focusing on diversity, inclusion, making sure everybody's welcome. Uh, so we wanted to welcome a collection of gender neutral designs for everybody, including men. Um, so it has been really successful. We launched watches and it's, it's been a home run. Kendra's boys, Caden Beck, the two older ones have been really involved in that as well. And then additionally, like I mentioned, we did for the first time this year focusing, we did a campaign focused on men and we partnered with uh, Omaha Productions. Peyton Manning's a, a, a personal friend and it's his production company. And we created a campaign called Buy Better Gifts. And it was a bit of like poking fun to some degree in a very respectful way at, at some of us men who <laughs> wait for the very, very last moment to buy something. And Unfortunately, because we wait till the last moment, it, there's not a ton of thought put into it sometimes. So we, we had some fun with that and basically said, you know, come on, guys, you can come in here. You can buy better gifts. You can have fun with it. You're going to be treated, treated well. You're not going to feel like a, a dope. And, uh, and the, the person you're buying it for is going to be really happy. So that executed really well. I'm super proud of it. Um, and I'm also really proud of the Scott Brothers stuff. And finally, for the first time, Joe, like I can actually wear and provide some feedback on our, on our product, which got, got me really excited as well, which is, which has been fun. Yep. And I'm guilty as charged in the waiting till the last minute. So I <laughs> hear speaking directly to me as well yep. there. Um, so when I have lastly time, when I have industry leaders like yourself on, I always like to, to get your perspective and it could be outside of the Kenja Scott brand, just your thoughts as we enter a new year, what you think the challenges or opportunities may be for uh, more from a macro perspective across the retail industry. What are you thinking about? Yeah, I mean, look, we, we continue to be laser focused here on creating good in the world with our commitment to giving back, continuing to provide really great quality and amazing products at an at a accessible price point as a brand. I and mean, we do that every year. So that, that won't change. Like I mentioned earlier, Joe, I, I think 23 has got a lot of headwinds. I mean, there's not, there's not a ton of great news out there. Um, but I think, I think for brands, if you are authentic to who you are and you know who your customer is and you treat them the right way and you're patient with them and you put your arm around your people in times of challenge, and we've been through a lot of times of challenge between what's happened the last couple of years with COVID and, and everything else. So we've gotten really good at exercising that muscle here. Um, and if you do that for your people and if you do that for your customer and you create a great experience and you create a connection with them, whether the economy is good or bad, you're going to be really low on the list of things that people are going to cut. Because at the end of the day, I recognize, you know, there's a lot of places people can buy jewelry and accessories, right? And there's a lot of them that are really good. And it's very subjective to say ours are better or worse than, than another. But I know that nobody beats us on experience, that nobody beats us on connection with customers. And if we do that and we do that really well, we're going to continue to win as we have in the past and we will in the future. And I think when things get tough, a lot of times uh, people make short-sighted decisions. We don't. Um, it's easy to understand why, but we just remain focused on the things that we've always been focused on and we stay true to who we are. And I think that served us really well. And I know it's going to serve us well next year, but I, I'm, not, I'm not hiding from the fact that I think it's going to be challenging because uh, that wouldn't be authentic in itself. I think there's, there's, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a, tough, a tough slug next year, I believe. Um, but there's a lot of green shoots too. So hopefully things go well and, and 
it doesn't get any worse, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a bit challenging. Yeah. And I appreciate your, your honesty and your candor, Tom, because I think that, you know, what you state is, you know, I, I agree with you. And I think um, it's important for, for many retailers and brands to, to think in that regard, but also taking advantage of the opportunities that present themselves. And, uh, you know, you've mapped out some of the things that you think uh, you can do at Kendra Scott to continue the positive momentum that the brand has generated. So, yeah. And I think, I think, too, I think like, look, coming through whatever's going to happen next, next year, whatever's happened in the past, our focus will continue to be, there's going to be a lot of people in need, right? Whether it's economic need or physical need, and we're going to help them. Right. And it's going to be the, the last thing that we do is help people. That's why Kendra started this business. That's why those of us that work here are incredibly passionate about it because we get to make a difference. And I think we're going to have a lot more opportunities if things don't get better to make differences in people's lives. And we can do that in a really meaningful and thoughtful way because of the success we've had in our business and the strength of our balance sheet. So it allows us to do that. And I think, you know, in all of the bad, we always see the good. So I think that that could be one of the good that comes out of next year for sure. Well, I think that's a, a great way to, to kind of wrap up our conversation. Uh, I want to take the opportunity to thank Tom Nolan, again, the CEO of Kendra Scott, for joining us on this episode of Total Retail Talks. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate all the time, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, Joe, it was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Total Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Talks.